Welcome to the Chaotic Goodness Podcast. I'm Kim, your host, and I play Flossie Lee. I have this little bucket, and it has all of my little things that I like to use, and it has a little ducky and a loofah. This is Chad, RGM. He plays Gideon Nyko and Wade. Could you please turn off these laser grids right now? This is Christy. She plays Rin Hudson. Oh, I, I told him I loved him. Here's James. He plays Hentaw. This is literally the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. And Steve, who plays Dr. Arthur Ezekiel III. Please don't let me get shot by pirates today. Also featuring Bianca Zelda of the Broadswords as Amandine. So you revert to real space and you are making your way to the coordinates. Where, where are you headed? Uh, let's see. Uh, Miyaka, where, where are we meeting the mercenaries? Is it a point in space? Is it on a world? Is it a space station? Is it, I don't know, come up with something. Um, on a mostly uninhabited planet, um, that is, I mean, so like this is neutral space cause nobody controls it, right? Well, it's controlled by a, a very autocratic and barbaric reg- regime. So it's, it's owned territory, but it's savage territory, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, so we would have picked a, like I said, mostly uninhabited planet. Uh, maybe there's like a lot of greenery on it. Um, and there's like something about it that doesn't really make it uh, habitable for most people, which is why it makes for like a good place to do trades, but not stay on. Okay. So there's something hazardous about this mostly uninhabited planetoid. Let's see. Uh, Ren, what is, what are the major hazards that you guys are going to have to contend with? The plant life, it's the gas that it gives off um, would be harmful if you stayed around it for too long. So it's very toxic. Yes. So very toxic uh, fauna, flora, flora, ugh, ugh, ugh. toxic flora mm-hmm. on a mostly uninhabited planet where you are going to meet a band of mercenaries. And so you guys are flying along. It takes about uh, a week because the way jump technology works, and I'm explaining this for our guest here, is you jump instantly to places, but a safe jump uh, will take you about a week away from anything habited because of you know gravity wells or space junk or things that are commonly found closer to uh, colonized systems. So you jump, and now you have a week of travel to get to your destination. How how do you all think that week goes? Well, I think. Well, first of all, I think the I vomit I, smell gets taken care of pretty quickly. Yeah, I think. I, I think Gideon would be very ashamed that he threw up into his own jump drive, yeah. and then probably yeah. tore it apart and cleaned it. Did he do it voluntarily, like out of shame? Like, okay, <laughs> using en- enzymatic cleaners. Excellent. They work hard, so I don't have to. <laughs> and next time we jump, the ship will smell like lemons. Splemons. 
And I, I would think that maybe, maybe not immediately, but maybe a couple of days into the journey, I think uh, Gideon would probably very awkwardly tell Amandine that he's kind of sorry about that first impression thing because he really honestly thought he was drinking apple juice for some reason. Probably has something to do with the fact that somebody in this crew is skilled in post-hypnotic suggestions. Not it. But that's none of my business. Yeah, no, she accepts your uh, your apology, and like she's been kind of observing uh, everybody over the course of the week and making notes, making observations. So she did kind of finally concede that the engineer might not be an alcoholic, and it was in fact an actual fluke. Yeah, I think when Gideon realizes that Amandine is is including him in her notes and everything, he gets extraordinarily nervous. <laughs> this poor, like he's already nervous. <laughs> Can't really be in the same room as Amandine without visibly sweating a lot. <laughs> it's in my notes that he sweats too much, too. <laughs> Every time she walks into the room, he just gets it goes, I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> and he just kind of walks off. A little bit recluse. Might be cleaning the console a little bit too much. <laughs> oh! She gets the inside joke. She has she listened can. to the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> The sleeper has awoken. <laughs> okay, so so that's that's that. So Zeke, how are you? How I mean, how is this week going for you? I mean, like, are you trying to do a lot of damage control because you know your crew? Yes. Okay. Like like talking to her at at tactical moments when Flossie's doing something stupid and making sure she turns so Flossie's behind her and she doesn't notice. Why is poor Flossie being singled out? Because you always do stupid crap on the ship. Okay, I can't argue with that. But I call it fun. Are we suddenly doing the things that we're supposed to be doing the the entire time? The like like the morning being... meetings and things no, like that. Don't cross lines. Basics. Basics. <laughs> we'll have one morning meeting. The chime goes off. At like, oh, 700 hours. And it's like, it's time for our morning huddle that we do like every day, guys. And that probably only lasted once. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to prevent a mutiny, you stop doing it. <laughs> so the mo- the morning meeting was probably was probably Zeke, Amandine, Rin, just because she barely sleeps at all. And Flossie, because she actually slept in the galley that night. <laughs> Above. Above in the, in the, the galley. In the oh, there we go. So, so when the chimes went off, she got startled and fell through the grating <laughs> exactly. and landed in the chair. No, my, I, there's, uh, see, uh, in there's like ceiling tiles. There's a drop. There's a drop ceiling in we the have galley. A drop ceiling. Yes. She insisted. Okay. Well, but that's where all of the pipes go. And if you put the drop ceiling, then it looks fancier. It's not just pipes, right? So, but up there, um, hanging. So there's a hammock up there. But so the <laughs> Flossie likes to have a place to relax while she's waiting for food to cook. You have a fucking room. <laughs> I can't smell the food cooking from over there. If I can't smell it, I don't know that it's done. This is why I drink. This is why you drink? <laughs> Among a cornucopia of reasons, yes. <laughs> Self-medicating, whatever. Okay, so you have like this little meeting the first time, and then it just kind of falls apart after that. 
I mean, I'm going to keep showing up at seven, uh, 0700, but it seems to be a little bit emptier. Um, like the next day, Rin's not there. The next day, Flossie's not there. And then Ezekiel's not there. And it's just me, like on the last day. No, no, I'll keep showing up. Will you? Okay. It's the thing that has to keep <laughs> happening. This is the thing that we, I swear, we do this every day. I swear I do this every day. And there's one point when uh, you guys walk into the galley and Gideon is actually sitting in the chair and you go through the whole meeting and he hasn't really been moving a whole lot. And then you find out that it was a, a hologram. <laughs> I actually asked Zeke in front of her at one point, what's with the chimes at 7 a.m.? Is Gideon really bothersome from my sleep? No, no, it's not chimes. It's Reveille. You do that. No, he would do a boo Oh, God, that's yeah, worse. Chimes are more soothing. They're less aggressive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because they did a lot of expensive studies on the psychology of getting your morning started, and a pleasing tone is more effective than harsh reveille. Science has concluded that. That's right. This is pretty much how the week goes. And then you get to the somewhat inhabited, horribly toxic planetoid. Maybe it's not even like a whole... Oh, full-size planet. It's just like a little It's got to have enough enough mass to hold an atmosphere yeah. in. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be enormous for that. Yeah, I mean, we're talking, I mean, it's probably where you guys are going to have to come out like in breathers. I was wondering about that, like environmental suits, maybe, or just like the head kind of uh, helmet. And actually, it's probably a reason why Megatry hired you guys to deliver it, because this toxic environment would be very harmful to most ships, but the irritated badger actually is rugged and it can survive harsh conditions. We actually, we paid for that. So, so you guys land and wait, before we land, yes, should we have somebody else that maybe can sort of kind of fly and possibly maybe sort of kind of gun fly the honey badger or whatever number it is with the gun? And One. The- I volunteer as tribute. One. So somebody should be flying it while somebody guns it and providing yeah, overhead yeah, cover yeah, secretly yeah. so that if we get betrayed by the bloodthirsty cutthroat mercenary guys, I'll do either. they're I'll ready do either. to lay down laser ooh, destruction ooh, on them. Ooh. Whoever it is, though, shouldn't be flossy because she <laughs> likes to use people as human shields. You can't do that if you're by yourself in a ship. Can't do that if they're not human. All right. So it sounds like you guys at least want to take a shuttle to the rendezvous point. Yeah. The, they oh. can't see the shuttle. No. So the shuttle is going to remain out of the way. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. The badger is going to go to the rendezvous point, but one of the shuttles is going to hang back. Yes. Okay. Uh, Can Gideon fly? Gideon, um, actually, let's see here. Gideon actually has a skill in piloting. So, yeah. And his agility and logic is surprisingly high for an engineer. I mean, the agility part, not the logic part, because he's smart. Rin lost her ability to fly during the weird amnesia Well, y'all had Y'all had involuntary brain surgery, so that's bound to change your yeah. stats a little bit. Yep. Let's take it. You're gunning. Yes. I can do We're either. I can die. fly or gun. So Flossie and Gideon are going to hang back on Honey Badger 1, and Rin, Hental, uh, Zeke, and Amandine are going to stay on the Badger itself and make the drop. Yes. Okay. We'll just say that all spaceships in this galaxy are fitted with many different styles and sizes of facial breathers, depending because, you know, you have to be you know, cognizant of other species. 
because the the feel the feeling mouth is a little different than the human one. I think my face is a little bit more elongated. Yes, and for some reason the feeling one looks like higher class than like the ones the humans. Yeah, the use. quality is a bit better. Yeah, they just appreciate they just appreciate uh, aesthetics aesthetics a lot better. Yeah. Gideon and Flossie detach from the irritated badger and just lay in wait, uh, park somewhere far enough away where they're not noticed, but not too far away where they can't get there quickly. And you guys head to the rendezvous point. And you get there and the irritated badger comes in for a landing and lands. And you, yeah, you get there, uh, you manage to, you know, get the, most of the duct tape off of the cargo, <laughs> activate the the anti grav you know repulsors on the bottom and push it out of the uh, the cargo ramp, and you're there. And the mercenary company is supposed to meet you here. Is there anything y'all are doing special while you are waiting? I'm gonna turn on the sensors in the other honey badger to try to scan the area for an ambush that may or may not be coming our way because fuck mercenaries. Okay, so you're in Honey Badger 2, which is still attached to the ship using the sensors. Yeah, I just wanted to okay. set it on auto okay. scan and then have okay. Wade let us know if something's coming. All right. Oh, okay. So you, okay. So Wade is feeding you information through your comms. Our virtual intelligence. Yes, just your comms because he doesn't want to be discovered. So do I have like a separate channel then to communicate with you guys? No, I would think that everyone's on the same channel. It's just that you can choose single point of contact if if needed and wade is a is an artificial intelligence so he can do that oh and in this galaxy artificial intelligence is highly restricted so a free ai is highly illegal yeah okay i figured that was the reason that it was kind of something you had to put on the down low like it can't be too too obvious you have an ai yeah nobody typically has an ai outside of militaries or corporations so you're there, and uh, Wade indicates to you that he's picking up motion coming towards you. It looks like a small shuttlecraft coming in for a landing. And after a few minutes, you guys can hear a craft landing. Now, the foliage and trees I'm imagining is like really dense here. The, the gas and everything in this atmosphere is probably very hazy, so uh, visibility is probably not extremely good, but not like you can't see your hand in front of your face. Uh, and I'm, I'm imagining like there's more like a, like a brownish kind of tint to everything, like this haziness and everything from the plants. Right. But we're in a clearing, right? No, you're in a clearing. Okay. And so you're seeing like the, it's just the haze in the clearing, but you see thick trees and everywhere. And so the, the shuttle is landing beyond the clearing. And after it lands, uh, all of you pick up on your communicators, you're being hailed. Well, actually, the ship is being hailed and it's being routed to your communicators. Charismatic face of this. Charismatic face. Yeah, I'll answer their hails. Okay. So uh, you you open up the channel and it says, uh, "Are you the are you the crew with Megatride? Do you have the cargo?" We do. All right. We're coming out. We we are armed, but it's for our protection. Do you see that we're armed from here? Well, we're coming out now. Haven't seen you yet. As they walk out of the trees, you see, you know, there's a couple of people there. I mean, you're not, you don't know who these people are, but then you see there's another feeling there that looks kind of familiar. 
And then coming out from the trees, you see Yankov Armorschmidt comes oh, walking out gee, there. That, Fucking Yankov oh, This asshole again. And it looks like uh, he's rotated through some crew members at this point <laughs> for who knows what reason. But that that feeling uh, you do recognize as his, you know, second in command, first mate kind of thing. And he comes walking out of the trees and he sees you all. And just immediately, like, he's got his breather on, but you can hear it in your communicators. Go, mother bitches! Kill them all! I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond. Yankov Overschmidt, listen, calm down. Stop making fun of my accent. We are here for the deal. I think that would piss him off even more. I think, yes, I was yeah. totally going to say that. So- Jinx. So actually, if everybody wants to give me an intuition everybody? roll, how many? Everybody, everybody who is there, okay. Give me an intuition roll to see if you can act during the ambush round. Did anybody get higher than a twelve? Oh, right, Zeke, you can act right as soon as Yankov opens fire at you guys. Well, before he does, you get one action. Wait, 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 wait! And that's your action. You better talk fast. We're here for we're here with the cargo. We can give you the cargo and let you go, and you can just let us go, and everything is fine, and nobody has to get shot today. I don't know. That's going to be a pretty complicated role for you. Do you have like diplomacy or a skill that can help you with that? I think I have bureaucracy. Amandine, did you get higher than a twelve? I had eleven. Oh damn. Yeah. Um. No, I don't really have any social. So that would just be a straight-up charisma roll. Wait. If you would like, you can add luck to this. Wait. I can also substitute my logic. For hey. This. Yeah. Wait. So I have leadership. I can donate you a luck die. You also didn't roll high enough to act in the ambush turn. It doesn't say during an action. I just have leadership. I can give a luck die to an ally. Oh, damn. Does it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. So I'll... I'm going to substitute uh, my charisma for my logic. And Hental being near you just makes you feel all the more lucky. So I'm going to use one of his, four dice for my logic, and one luck die from Hental, and one luck die from me. 16, 17. You needed a 20. Uh, he hates oh my God. So I feel like you made that up on the spot. I had it in my head <laughs> the whole time. I was thinking of a number. He didn't make it. Spuck you. <laughs> language <laughs> yeah so uh let's all roll initiative now so like all of us all of us um because flossie's got an itchy trigger finger yes but i don't know if if we would know about it yet they'd have to communicate it to us first and then we can we're roll. all on open channel i would have right, yeah whole spiel open right. channel and all then right. hovering you know. all right everybody roll initiative all right what's everyone's initiatives Okay, so Flossie's is 11. All right. Zeke, what's your initiative? 10. Pental. 10. Rin. Amandine. 14. What the sh... <laughs> She's a goddamn cat, dude. What do you expect? Dude, that is so racist. Yes, it is. <laughs> Fucking cat people. Can't Keep those them. comments to yourself. Oh, all right. So first up I'm is I'm a dog people person. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Dog headed soldiers. 
So first up is Yankov Armorschmidt, who is firing at Zeke because he tried to talk to him. But, oh, but Zeke has very poor defense. Zeke decided to try to talk instead of jump behind cover. So Yankov is going to move. He's going to move behind a tree for cover and then turn and fire at the crowd. At you guys. This is an epic bullshit. Is there ever anything that is not epic bullshit on this show? So what is your... Zeke, what is your range defense? 10, he hits you. All of my defenses are 10. All right. And what is your soak? Zero. Oh, Jesus. Because all of my defenses are 10. You take 15 damage. (laughs) So good news. I didn't die. Woo. All right. So that's his action. Next up is, let's see, one of his crew is going to open fire. Everyone's standing out there, and he's always had it in for Hentall. But has his new crew? I don't think so. No, no, this is this is the guy who remembers you. How? We, they all died, didn't no. they? No, not all of them. Oh, okay. Or who knows? Maybe maybe you killed him and his consciousness came back. Who knows? I it's haven't a killed anyone in like seven months. It's a weird galaxy. What is Hentel's range defense? It's a 10. Oh, he hit you. What is your soak? Four. Oh, good. You take four damage. Ha ha, that's Wow, next up is the feeling first mate. And she is going to shoot with her pistol at Rin because she's smart. She knows Rin is the one to look out for. Oh, jeez. Is your range defense more than four? Yes. Well, she missed. Uh, everyone's also moving behind cover uh, while they're firing. Uh, Amandine. What is a free action? So a uh, free action is like drawing your weapon or shouting some orders or uh, using an item. Uh, what do you want to do? Well, I have a X-plate that I can give an ally one free action, but I'm trying to determine if that's going to be worth it. You can command uh, an ally to use an action right now. Oh, okay. I like that. Um, who in the party like visibly has the biggest weapon? That would Rin. be Rin. Rin. <laughs> I am a weapon. Yeah, she's literally a weapon. She's in possession of her own body, which is a weapon. <laughs> Um, okay, so I can use commanding to give ally one free action. Um, so, like, how do I, like, how does that work? Do I just... You literally command her to do something and she does it. Okay. Um, so I would like to, like, I assume I have a free action where I'm going to get undercover. Um, are we in a clearing? Like, what can I use as cover? In the so there's the irritated badger in the clearing. There's also the cargo box, and then ringing the clearing is a whole bunch of trees. The mercenaries are using the trees as cover because they just came out of there. Okay, I'll hide behind the irritated badger, and from my um, you know hidden position, I'm gonna shout over at Rin, "You there? You go shoot the enemy right this instant." can get a free shot at them. Sounds good to me. Right, so who are you shooting at? I am going to shoot at the one that shot at me. Uh, oh, don't forget, you also have the aim exploit. What does that do? It gives you a plus 1d6 to hit with guns. Well, sure, I'll do that. All right, 
29 to hit. Whoa, you definitely hit her. Date. So roll damage. Four nine. All right. You she takes a she takes a shotgun blast to the shoulder, but she's still up. Next up is another thug who's going to we're gonna fire at Ren again. Nope, miss. Flossie. Yes. You can act. I guess at this point you sounds of gunfire and screaming and stuff. But before all this happens, like what the waiting in the uh, honey badger with Flossie and Gideon, like what is Flossie doing anything while they're waiting or just sitting there patiently like a, like a good psychic assassin. That's pretty funny. (laughs) So, um, where is Gideon? He's sitting at the, at the helm getting ready to take off when needed. Okay. So Flossie would be kind of, um, bouncing around behind him, trying to like look over his shoulder and, and see if she can see anything like, um, on any of the screens and, um, she's hearing what's going on and like, come on, come on, let's go. We got to go see what's going on. Come on, Gideon. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. They need us. Okay. I need an answer on something first. Uh, huh. Maybe. Did you make me drink all that scotch against my will? It, it, <laughs> um, can we talk about this later? No, I think this is the perfect time to talk about it right now. <laughs> as you hear the Not, sounds of laser blasts coming over the comms and everything. But they're being shot at. This nope, is, they'll still be there when we get there. You're very optimistic. Well, you're going to answer me or are we going to wait here and leave our crew in the lurch? You only required assistance for the first shot. All right, so you're holding your action. So another thug is going to fire at Hental. I don't like any of this. Ah, uh, that's going to hit you. But your soak is four, right? You take five of damage. Of course. You're swimming in hit points, though, right? Totes. More or less. That's my uh, highest stat. Next Definitely is, not charisma. Next is uh, Zeke. What are you doing? Hiding behind something. Good idea. What are you hiding behind? The cargo crate. They wouldn't dare shoot the cargo. Maybe, maybe not. So you're well, even if, if don't you fuck up my plan, bro. Okay, listen. Either they they're going to receive the cargo like willingly and let us leave, or they're going to kill us all and take the cargo anyway. Either way, they don't want. To shoot. Okay, so you hide behind the cargo, and what are you doing with your action? Cowering. That's it? Yes. <laughs> Hide, first action. Power, second action. Pentol, what are you doing? I am sauntering over to the crate, and I am pulling out a random item from my pocket. It doesn't matter what. And I'm going to slam it down on top of the, the cargo. And then I'm going to pull a flashlight out of my pocket and just... Dead man switch. Y'all want to stand down. Okay. I need you to make the most important charisma check of your life. Right that would be bluffing, right? Uh, All right, yeah. so that's three for well, bluffing. I don't know. Are you actually going to blow this thing up no, with some... No, it's a piece of garbage on top of it. They don't know that. Um, so four for charisma, plus three for bluffing, plus one for luck. Okay, so four for charisma, three for bluffing. That's eight total. Well, your limit is five for your charisma plus bluff. Plus luck. So five, so that plus one luck is six. You can add more luck than that if you want. You can actually, I'm also going to give you a situational bonus, a plus one, because you have props and they're at a distance, because I think that was pretty creative. 18. 18. Let's see if Yankov falls for that. So I'm going to roll his perception. 
to see if he can see that you're holding a flashlight and not a dead man switch. <sighs> so you do that. You're like, dead man switch. And they're all firing and everything. And then Yankov just goes, stop, stop firing, stop firing. And he looks over at you. You give us the cargo now. All right, listen. So here's the deal. You all drop your weapons. I'm going to hold on to this. We're going to walk back into our ship. You take the cargo. We'll leave. Everybody wins. Right, Yankoff? While you are talking there, I'm going to make a I'm going to make a hidden roll real quick. Can I use something. negotiation to con- in- encourage him for that? Uh yeah, we're going to get there in a second. Amandine, I need you to give me a perception roll. So that's going to be your intuition plus any perception-based skill. Which I don't think I have any. Is reaction or perception? Um, you know what? I think given the situation, I think you can add to that. Okay, cool. 15. Hental's doing the the talking over at uh, Yankoff. And then, uh, Hental, while you're doing this and going, okay, this is what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. From behind the irritated badger, uh, Amandine is being escorted at gunpoint by the, the feeling first mate from the ship. Am I, are we now aware? Like she's calling us out. Oh yeah. No, no. Like uh, you see, like she calls out, put the grenade away. And so she's got the the gun on my call. Hey Gideon, can you come hover over their shuttle real quick, please? Uh, actually it's my initiative turn now. Oh Oh, wait, wait, no, actually, um, I thought I got two actions. Yeah. Well, you're talking right now. So actually, technically it's Rin's turn. Rin, do you want to do anything special? While this is going on, kill someone. God damn it! <laughs> that on is so special. Who are you aiming at? Oh, uh, the same, the same one. Somebody shot at me. Okay, the, that would be the first mate who has a gun pointed up against your guest. So you're going to shoot at her. Okay. <laughs> Please be careful. My fur is very precious to me. No offense or anything, but we barely know you. I mean, I've done nothing but compliment your ship this entire time. Right. (laughs) And I think you might lose some, it might get some demerits if you end up getting somebody murdered. We're as much a victim as she is. So roll to, roll to shoot. 16. Oh, that hits. Oh, damn. Five. Okay. And you get another action since you didn't move. Oh, so I could shoot again? Yeah. Yes. 11, 12, 13, 16. That hits. Roll damage. Uh, seven. So feelings being like a, a proud, stuck-up, haughty species. So she's feeling pretty self-satisfied that she was quick enough to get the drop on this one and bring her out with a gun up against her head. And she's like, drop your weapon or she gets it. And then blam, blam, blam. <laughs> Takes two shotgun slugs to the to the center of mass area yeah it doesn't end well for her she's uh she's not in a good way so actually she's distracted (laughs) i I hope so really yeah she's not she's not dead but she's hurting so that happened and now it's gideon's turn so you're telling gideon to come just to hover over their shuttle and let them know we mean business type deal you know what i mean so we get regain the advantage amandine gets caught Hental is threatening the cargo with really creative bluffing. Rin shot the first mate. And now the Honey Badger 1 is hovering over their shuttle, 
and Flossie has the guns trained on the shuttle, which which means the Honey Badger One has to be upside down to do that. So that combat ended quickly. <laughs> That's what I like about this game: short combats. You were talking, and then Rin fired, and so when Rin fires, everybody's on edge right now. And Yankoff pulls up his gun and starts. They start yelling and barking orders gonna, and stuff. I'm going to ignore them for a minute. Hey, Amandine, can you bring up Rin's latest victim to the cargo too, like to the side of it? Oh, you want me to drag the body? Well, the mostly dead body. Don't bring it near the car. Just bring her over to the side. I'm going to flag over Dr. Ezekiel. Um, excuse me, doctor. Can you can you come drag this body for me? Oh, <laughs> I'm actually in quite a bit of pain right now. Hey, listen, carry your weight. <laughs> drag the body. I've been through a traumatic event. I might have to try and persuade you that I just can't carry this body. It's just not within my capabilities. But I'll certainly try for the good of the company. Maybe you could be commanding. I can definitely be commanding and just straight up order Ezekiel. I'm so sorry, doctor. Well, if you want to I understand that you're injured. If you guys want to do a contested dice roll, you can go right on ahead. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do. What would that consist of? Uh, I would say that you both just roll off on charisma and whoever gets higher wins. And Amandine's going to get an extra 1d6 because she's lazy. That's her hook. <laughs> Is Getting that actually on, an exploit she that, took? That is her hook. She can she gets bonuses when she makes somebody do something for her. Yeah. We goddamn serious. That's fucking glorious. Isn't that's, this a great system? That's awesome. I need that. I need that. <laughs> well, when you gain enough experience points to level up. Yeah, true story. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, whatever it is. Well, wait, what did Amadine get? Twice what I did. <laughs> I'm very commanding. I mean, when I tell somebody to do something, they typically do it. All right. So, Zeke, with a hearty sigh, you go over. <laughs> so, she's not dead, but she is bleeding out. She's in great need of medical attention. Ditto. Eh, you'll be fine. <laughs> just walk it off. It's just a flesh wound. No, no, she's right. I, I should listen to it. She she can seriously affect my my future with the corporation. I'll, I'll be fine. Limp. See, and so you drag the the bleeding person over to the I cargo. I am mean mugging the living hell out of Am Amandine. Just like stink eye from hell. I'm just fanning myself. I'm not even phased by your like, by your glare. All right, Yankoff. Listen, we got the big gun in the sky. We got the cargo here set to blow up, and I got your second in command. Throw down the weapons. We'll leave. You take the cargo. Everyone wins. If you're really nice about it, I'll have our half-dead doctor try to patch up your half-dead second mate. First mate. I don't know what their titles are you <laughs> Russian pirates use. Obviously, you guys have the upper hand yes. in this situation. So begrudgingly, he has everybody lower their weapons. I mean, they're not dropping them, but they're lowering them, holstering them and stuff. And Yankoff motions over to one of his uh, thug crewmates, and they start heading over to the cargo. Stop. He stops. We're going to leave. You're going to take the cargo when we leave. And Yankoff goes, what about you patch up my first mate? I said if you were nice. See, can you put like a med pack on her or something? Just like, 
give her some steroids or like antibiotics. Sure. Here's a sedative. Here's a sedative. Overdose. Oh God! Don't give her cat Valium. Can you overdose her on morphine? That'd be cool. You need to stop the bleeding first. Just, just stuff some gauze in that bowl. Like a hundred shotgun wounds. Medicine skill, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plus, which mental attribute? Uh, more, more than likely logic. Yeah. Oh wait, you're doing a science. Since Doctor Ezekiel is doing a medical science. Uh, there's a random chart on here that says, so he can sound all sciencey and medicine-y about it, some things that he has to do. So, uh, Zeke, I need you to roll 2d6 four times. So we have 43, 62, 66, and 24. You have to resequence her foreign mutated joint. She's a cat person. That makes yes, sense. Yes, absolutely. So you have to do like on a genetic level, you got to do some repairing and stuff. This might sting. She yowls and hisses. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, it hurts. I'll try not to get any of my blood in your wounds. And while you're doing that, she, I mean, I mean, you know, you know, you're patching her up and she's gritting her teeth and, and trying to, to deal with the pain and not pass out. I got a 16 on my doing a medicine. Room. Oh, yeah, she's fine. She's going to be OK. I mean, it's going to um, her bleeding slows. Yeah. It goes from bright red to dark red. And leaves a scar in the shape of a lightning bolt. <laughs> you just you just leave random shaped scars on people with your medical rolls? It's like a signature. Yeah. Is that your thing? But, you oh, know, yeah. better. <laughs> so you stitch up the wound in a jagged way that makes it look like a lightning bolt. She'll thank me for this later. She'll she'll basically need to be on light duty for maybe two weeks. You could have you could have done a better job, but you know, Yankoff's once his crewmates to go get her and get her back to back to safety while you guys leave. She can walk. She's totes fine. She's stitched up and not bleeding anymore. And plus, she's got a whole separate usable leg. Well, there's also some painkillers involved too. So, so she'll be wobbly walking. I'm gonna. Hey, listen, Amandine, get on the get on the boat. And Zeke, you should also get on the boat. And me and Rin are gonna slowly walk backwards towards the boat. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Are we certain the enemy is no longer going to attack us? Once we're on the ship, they don't have enough big guns to do any damage. Hmm. Fair enough. I can think that's worthy of recognition. Point of order, just keep in mind that you are dropping off the cargo for a purpose. They're probably the middleman delivering it somewhere. Oh, Amandine knows this. They need to deliver it somewhere else. So if you guys do anything to this crew, that fucks up the whole job. You guys back up slowly onto the ship. Gideon and Flossie are hanging sideways over their shuttle. I'm guessing Flossie's a little more entertained with that than Gideon is. So, okay, so you all get on the ship. What do you do? Take off and run. Okay. Patch myself up. Okay. So the irritated badger takes off and the honey badger docks with it easily. What? Without ramming into it. No sand in the engine this time. Yeah. There's not even sand on this planet. It's interesting when a crew of spacers actually has people on it that know how to fly. Ba, ba, ba. It's barely my fault I was flying in the first place. Damn it, I'm a doctor, not a pilot. That's right. <laughs> this is why we don't ask Hall to do any of the uh, medicine rules. Right. Okay, so. Bad idea. You guys take off and fly away. And, I mean, 
job completed, pretty much. You guys break atmosphere, and you're all on the Irritated Badger, and you're free to do whatever. What do you do? I'm getting a drink. Okay. Patch myself up. Well, I'm setting in coordinates to jump and then getting a drink. So we're going to jump back to Eris 3. So uh, you can drop Amandine off. Okay. All right. Kick. Kick Amandine off. It's messed up. <laughs> we're going to slow the ship down and push you out of the airlock. <laughs> Listen, it's a spacewalk. Everyone does it on their first completed mission. It's really a rite of passage. It's bad luck to you, not but, do it. But no, you, you guys, what? that's totally not cool. I mean, you know. We'll do it close enough to the, the to the planet that they can get her real quick. We still need to be paid. You guys give me grief about so many things, but you're going to kick her out. Come on now. You will not receive the credits until I am delivered safely. I'm sure you understand this. It was in the contract that I think somebody signed at some point. Yeah, and at, at this conversation, getting because we're going to, you know, we were joking. It's just a joke. We're, we're just a big crew of jokers, right, guys? Yes. We don't. We don't mean the nice. Yes, they were joking. Feeling any harm? Head tall right. is still mean mugging you. Slams his scotch down and goes back to the cockpit. I'm gonna pour myself a cup of coffee, little creamer. Moo. Moo. <laughs> Gideon looks over at Amandine. It's like Hentall takes some getting used to. Yes, he seems a little um, edgy, mm, grumpy. His own type of person. Us and Yankoff and his crew have a little history together. It appeared so. It's kind of interesting that you'd be involved with such a unique band of mercenaries. To my knowledge, they were hired to uh, participate in a in a rather select type of uh, missions. You know, when you say involved, we're not really involved with them voluntarily. I mean, you know, <laughs> in our line of work, you cross paths with a lot of individuals. Some are less savory than others. Yeah, we're really good at pissing off everyone. It's our special <laughs> talent. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's a good skill to have. But you should probably put in your data pad that we should not work with those guys again. Yes, no, I have absolutely made it a, a very accurate note of that experience. Good. Great. Did you do it with those pretty curly Q letters that you do? I like those. Oh, yes, you've noticed. Oh, have you been reading my blog? I, I do update all of the notes about you guys onto my blog. But the, but when you write stuff, it's like really pretty. Thank you. It's a Thelon kind of uh, font. I would like to learn that sometime. It's a shame that you have to go. So I can picture the rest of the crew slowly backing away while these two are talking <laughs> about the finer points of penmanship. <laughs> Well, Hentel's already gone. Yeah, no, Hentel. Oh, yeah. So, Flossy, <laughs> you're not allowed to adopt new crew members without checking with Hentel first. Why Hentel? <laughs> because he's more discerning than... But he'll say no well, to everyone. We do have some empty quarters. Although I'm pretty sure she gets paid a hell of a lot more doing what she does than she would with us. No! <laughs> you say no to everything. God. Not the fuzzy thing. I didn't say no to the fuzzy thing. Remember the fuzzy thing? Oh, that stupid the fuzzy thing? thing. The yeah. fuzzy thing you told me to keep. Sorry. In retrospect, that was a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then I leave. I leave. And then what happens? Y'all let him go away. 
Gideon's about to fake a seizure just to like get you guys to shut up. But at this point, he's just like he's like quickly like getting Amandine out to I don't know what he would do. It's like, look, let's go let's go make sure the shuttle docked appropriately because Zeke messed up the the clamps at one point. A long time ago. Yeah, and I'm gonna go, since been you know repaired. What? I'm gonna go tell you that story and why some of your doctors need flight training. Ah, yes, please do tell. Bye. Bye. And so it takes it's gonna take about a week to get to a stable jump point and then a week to get to your destination, unless you guys want to do a wild jump. But if you want to play it safe, it's gonna it's gonna be about a two week journey. How quickly do we want to get rid of her? Who are we getting rid of? Wild jump seems like a terrible idea. I will drink for ten days. It'll be fine. Okay. We have enough scotch to drink for ten days? If not, we got vodka. Oh, good lord. And, and rum. We rum. still have rum. And I'm sure I can scratch up some tequila. And, and it really comes down to like I, I can make him- a spill to dispel some spoos. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> Please don't put any spoos on my shit. <laughs> no, no. And the last thing we need is to put another still in the engine room. That's the last thing we need. It's a great idea. No. Anyway, so... Uh, let's see anything just to make this interesting. It's kind of like a, a parting shot so we can remember our special guest fondly. Uh, let's do a cramped quarters roll with Amandine. I was hoping we would. <laughs> Amandine, I need you just to roll a straight to actually, are we, are we navigating uh, a pleasant trip or a quick trip? Pleasant. Okay, so give me, roll 2d6 and add 2 to the result. 10. Pick one of the players and describe how the two of you bonded over the past few days. Um, okay, I mean, mostly because I've been harassing this poor person, but Dr. Ezekiel and I bonded. Um, we were talking about just like fond memories of is it, uh, Megatry and just like some of the really positive policies that they have in effect and just like really like... S- really boring like corporate jargon that absolutely everybody else in the crew just thought was awful to listen to especially Hentel I feel like he wouldn't even tolerate it but uh Zeke like Zeke and I were just like super into like yeah do you remember that one time like oh yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah, go, like, yeah. really good corporate parties yeah and, like the drinks that they have but like the t- like the corporate talk and like the speeches that they hold they're just they're so breathtaking it was it was very good times, um, and then uh, there was that band, and uh, with like the space xylophone, the spilophone. Yes. All right. So you guys bond over co- memories of corporate life, which is always mostly fun. just me trying to pry into like Zeke's experience with Megatry. Yeah, Zeke. Any new and interesting revelations about your time with Megatry? No, nothing you can think of. It sounds like you're trying to pry and stuff, but Zeke isn't having it. Okay. that's fine. Subtly, yeah. I mean, I guess not so subtly if he's not having any of it. I don't know, unless you want to give a, a persuasion roll. I was wondering, so like within like a close quarters roll a night, like am I able to roll something like that? Yeah, you, you guys bond, but if you're trying to get specific information out of them, I mean, sure, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so persuasion is what I'd prefer to roll. What does that pull from? Like my... Charisma. Charisma. Oh, goodness me. Okay. 
or no, let's just roll off with any charisma or any kind of like resistant skill that would work. You're not going to have to roll high. I got a 16. That beats my 11. All right. So, okay. So one piece of information. So what is like, are you digging for anything specific? So, so, uh, Dr. Ezekiel will, uh, confide that he's worried that he's worried he has all these memories of like an orphanage and school and going up in the ranks but he's then also worried that maybe he's a clone and they're not real no i like that i mean i I log the information when you're not looking and i'm I'm very like I'm, i'm a charismatic individual so like i respond to your your concerns with a lot of empathy to make you feel at ease but at the end of the day like all of this is going into my logbook Oh, but Zeke, you totally feel better after talking to her about it. Somebody, another corporate person who's grown up in the life and right, who might who might know something about this this cloning project that we discovered. Yeah, maybe she could be a useful resource. Who knows? And so you I'll guys, give you my number. Uh, jump and then make your way back, and you land back at the the regional HQ, and you're docking, and you have an ability to say goodbye. So let's play that out. Who would who would say goodbye to Amandine? And how would that go? Flossie would. Oh, I bet she would. Flossie would cook <laughs> her favorite meal. And so in the sp- you guys have been together for about like four weeks at this point, like a month together. Yeah. So you- I'm pretty sure you would have figured out what her favorite meal is. Oh my is. gosh, like on day two. What's Amandine's favorite meal? <laughs> um, Like a space salmon. Spammon! Spammon! <laughs> <laughs> Spamming Amandine. (laughs) It's a thing now. Uh, It's so perfect. (laughs) There we go. Um, Yeah. So if that's what you cook on the day that I go, like I'm, I'm thrilled. And there would be um, like crepe paper or fabric streamers hanging all in the galley. It would be like a party. Wow. Is this where all the toilet paper went? It's not toilet paper. And no. Oh, and there's um, a few bottles of rum out, and there's also some tea, and Bessie, uh, the moo cow creamer, is on the table ready to be used. <laughs> Next to the rum, rum and tea is not all that bad, but, you know. Flossie makes a farewell dinner. Seems like it's pretty nice. Uh, Hental, have you warmed up to her, or are you staying out of this? I don't hate her now. Okay. That's pretty amazing Big for you, actually. I yeah. feel like that's a great accomplishment. That is it would a huge be. accomplishment. It would be, <laughs> but you're not family. Right, to even make eye contact with you and not have you glare like that. Well, it's a subtle glare. It's, it's very, it's, it's low-key oh. glare. Like, it's okay. on the feline level. You know how they have that different eye movements to communicate? It's the same concept. Oh, yeah. You know? Subtle glare. <laughs> so Okay, no, I mean, I get it. So he looks at you, but he doesn't blink when he looks at you, which means he does not yeah. trust you. We'll go with that. Predatory. <laughs> and so everybody says goodbye to Amandine, and everyone's happy that they're getting paid less the price of the crystal that Hental broke. Yeah, only one. Um, Flossie broke the other. <laughs> there was two. I, I subtracted the, the third one, which was only the half glass that was broken because, like, uh, I was I feeling you know I was feeling generous. All Such right. a sweetheart. 
Um, I would like to say goodbye to Rin, um, especially because she's been nothing but excellent. Our, our interactions were very like abrupt. I would say like, can you do this? And then she would. And it was, it was a good, it was a good, uh, month relationship. I think Rin's just like, I just glad somebody kept telling me to shoot things. Yep. (laughs) She speaks my language. Yes. (laughs) Sometimes diplomacy is best accomplished with a gun. There we go. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. And so everybody says goodbye. You know, Amandine, you give your report back and the crew, you minus the cost of everything else, you guys get about 20,000 credits for the job. That's good for a lot of equipment and repairs and fuel. You know, it's really expensive to keep the engine tasting, smelling like lemons. Yes. Especially organic lemons that are actually like organic splemons. No, no, no. Synthetic lemons are called splemons. Oh, my bad. That's another job well done, I guess. Air quotes, well done. Quote, unquote. Some of the crew have more holes than others. But Sorry, Zeke. Such is life. It wasn't me this time. Thank you so much to Bianca Zelda for guest starring. Yay! Thank you, Bianca. Yay! Probably the best <laughs> well-acted cat person we have had on this show. Oh, thank you. I, mean, I don't good. want to sound rude, but it's kind of by default, right? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> like the only. The only. <laughs> right. See, on the somebody show. came in with a plan. <laughs> the rest of us didn't. That's what happened. That's, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. about damn time somebody had a plan. Hours after the irritated badger has left. Amandine gets back to the Megatri headquarters after the crew drops her off. And she goes back to Jake from State Farm's office. And when she walks in, uh, Jake is there sitting behind his desk. Uh, As you walk in and the door slides closed behind you, he looks up and he stands up and walks in front of his desk to you, folds his hands in front of him, nods slightly to you and says, Well, ma'am, how did it go? Were you able to confirm your suspicions? Mm, yes. My suspicions were, in fact, confirmed. It does appear that Dr. Ezekiel is, in fact, a clone. This information was secured from his words, exactly. So, and she's tapping her fingers now on the desk, kind of thoughtfully. I think that this means that we'll have to expedite our plans a little bit sooner than expected. I was able to learn a whole lot of information aboard their ship, uh, aside from numerous security and health and safety infractions. The crew has a certain way of going about their missions that I would not otherwise approve. However, that is not to say that their means are not effective. Forgive me if I'm speaking out of term, ma'am, but... Does this mean that we need to keep a closer eye on the crew, or should we just terminate? I would like to keep a closer eye on them. They've captured my interest in a most unique manner. I don't know if it was the salmon that Flossie had cooked towards the end as a parting goodbye. That might have been what really captured my heart, but there might have been a little something extra that makes me just want to keep an extra eye upon that crew. And with a bow, Jake says, as you wish, ma'am. Thank you. Next time on the Chaotic Goodness Podcast. Listen, fucking around with prophecy is never a good idea. We should see if we could go shopping. I bet we get a hell of a discount. 
For information about this and other episodes, including show notes, social media links, and more, please visit our website at chaoticgoodnesspodcast.com. Want access to subscriber-only perks, such as bonus content, Discord server access, World Anvil partnership benefits, and other swag? Click on the donate link at nerdsmith.org for details. Thank you for listening to the Chaotic Goodness Podcast. Come back next Monday for more chaos. Chaos.